You're now tuning into the Barely Hibernating Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Hustle Podcast Network, featuring Bear Report's own Usaid Kosho and fan-sided Sam Stevenson and AJ Desai. Here are your hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bears decided to officially go ahead and collaborate. All right, I just see the look on AJ's face. He's annoyed. I honestly was out today in a meeting, and I saw Andy Dalton. I was just like, all right, this is not surprising at all. The Bears just broke the news. They're signing Jermaine and Fetty to a one-year deal. Dude, we went from freaking the possibility of getting Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson and Trent Williams to Andy Dalton and Jermaine Effetti. But listen up, let's get to the introductions first. First, welcome into the Barely Hibernating Podcast. You know me, I'm your host, Usaid Koshal. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Usaid Koshal. Read my work on the Bear Report and fan side is the Windy City as well. Because I predicted all this stuff was going to happen. And then you know what? My co-host AJ decides in the house as well today. You can follow him on every social media platform. So that's like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at AJ Decide for shoot him a follow for some really good Bears talk. All right. He's in pain right now. I'm in pain. Dude, what's going on? Um, you know, thanks for uh making this thing happen again this week. Yeah, man. It's been, you know, like I love doing this, you know, talking bears and stuff. I mean, I'm just gonna try to put my personal opinions to the side and just like just talk about it, man. It's just I'm not in the mood to talk about much today, to be honest. Yeah, so- honestly, it's just like it's just super tough, dude. Because I'm looking at this whole thing, and it's just like, okay, well, let let let's start with Andy Dalton, and then mm-hmm. we'll get into Anthony Miller and the repercussions of Allen Robinson, and then what do the Bears go from here? So it's going to be another very quarterback heavy show, just because again, that's what's making the headlines. But ultimately, it's like. I look at this, right, and Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune reported late last night on a Monday night. He's like, listen, the Bears are going after Andy Dalton, and there is a chance that Andy Dalton signs with the Bears because that's what his sources believed. And then I get word a couple minutes later that Dalton to the Bears is probably going to end up happening. And then usually for me, for someone that's as plugged in as I am, I'm like, okay, you know what? probably is happening like this is for sure gonna happen and it's just a matter of time before the bears decide you know what to really go ahead and make andy dalton signing andy dalton a reality and so i honestly i'm not even disappointed that it happened because again me and you predicted this and me and you said if they were going to sign a quarterback the gap for the bears quarterbacks this offseason the quarterbacks they could acquire went from Russell Wilson to Sean Watson to Marcus Mariota and Sam Darnold and then somewhere in between there were a rookie and let's be real I don't even the only rookies that would excite me would be Zach Wilson or Justin Fields but what are your thoughts on this whole Dalton thing um I was obviously you know you know with Dalton and stuff you know the rumors broke last year and, you know, I didn't think we would get him last year. We ended up getting Nick Foles. And obviously, you know, he became a free agent um, from the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, obviously, you know, based on the reports last year, it's going to pop up on our screen this year as well. And, like, I think this year the Bears just made it to a fruition, to be honest. I mean, there's not much to it. Um, you know, if you really look at a coaching staff, I mean, most of our coaches have worked with Andy Dalton, I think. Bill Lazor in, in specifics. I mean, I think he was there with him in, in Cincinnati or whatever. So I guess, like, you know, you can go off of that and the interest off of Bill Lazor that I guess maybe there was a, a motion or a potion or some shit like that in which 
Andy Dalton would be a fit in Chicago. Like that's what I, that's what I got out of this move. It doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I'm still holding out hope that it's a it's a backup plan. Then we trade Nick Foles and we make a big move at quarterback, whether it's in the draft or it's um, in the veteran quarterback area. But you know. And if we, if we like, you know, like Austin said, if we go into this season with Andy Dalton as our starting quarterback, then it, this entire offseason has been a failure. Because you look at that contract you said, ten million bucks for him. Man, I, I would have felt better if we got like Fitzpatrick or someone else like that. I mean, a guy that can sling it. I mean, you know, what can what could Andy Dalton do in this offense? It 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 just it doesn't. Here's the thing: the whole Bill Lazor thing, you know, makes sense. Oh, but- I hate you. Yeah, I swear. So our boy Luke in Boston saying steal. You're the one that jinxed this because you had the whole like, you know, Russell Wilson like ritual thing with our guy Mitch Maher as well. But anyway, what happens is this. So I it just the move does not make sense to me at any level, right? And now my guy Steve Lake is getting involved on Twitter too. My mentions have been blowing up, but anyways, um, here's the thing, right? Is that it? Just it's something. It's just a move that makes absolutely zero sense to me because ultimately, when I look at it with where the Bears are at. If and you know, I know we have our disagreements about Mitch Trubisky and stuff, yeah. right? But like, ultimately, if you were gonna, why would you pay ten million to Andy Dalton? Like, I, I'm I'm genuinely serious to know why pay ten million to Andy Dalton? You could have legitimately just brought back Mitch Trubisky for like seven or eight million dollars, brought him back cheaper, and then just ran the play action and the bootleg scheme. That's the reality of the situation. And Luke's talking here. I think, you know, Foles is going to be gone soon. So for those of you that don't know, Denver Broncos insider Ben Albright tweeted this. He's like, the Broncos are indeed explaining, tr- exploring trade options for Nick Foles. Gardner Minshew is a guy that's been mentioned. I mean, really, it, the whole offseason, we're sitting here in March, dude. The offseason is just heating up. Yeah. And the Bears are the biggest freaking losers on the planet. Like, if you unload Nick Foles, I don't care because you know what? That's just negated by you going ahead and you signing Andy Dalton. And it's a one-year $10 million deal, but he can earn up to, like, 13 or $14 million in incentives. So, essentially, we're going to get Bill Lazor running down his, like, you know, incredibly dumbed-down West Coast spread scheme offense. But then again, it's just like it doesn't make sense. But I will say this. The one advantage, I think, of signing a guy like Andy Dalton, and no one's talking about this, is there's a certain free agent by the name of A.J. Green who went healthy. He's a top-five wide receiver in the NFL. And I get Green's, like, 30-something years old. But, dude, if the Bears say bye-bye to A-Rob, which I think is going to happen, we'll get to that in a moment, give me A.J. Green on a cheap contract. Yeah, but, uh, you know, back to that A.J. Green point, man. I mean, yeah, it would be nice, but, like, I still think we need another wide receiver. I mean – if AJ Green gets hurt, we're kind of screwed. If Allen Robinson's out of Chicago, and like he for the last couple of years, he's been having some injuries. But like, you know, honestly, why not kick the tires on anyone these days? I mean, kick the tires on Red Rifle or Red Rocket or whatever you want to call it. I guess. I mean, we re-signed uh, Jermaine Effetti. I mean, like you know, the Bears are not going to listen to us. I mean, shit. Why not? Go give it. Give it. Um, try. Try to go get um, AJ Green. But like you know, because Allen Robinson. He's probably looking at this phone right now with this news and be like, "Yo, Brandon, you gotta get you gotta get an offer, man. Get me out of Chicago, man. Like, seriously, like, you gotta go talk to this GM and be like, "Yo, you gotta get me off this tag or some shit. I don't know how it works, but like, you know, now we now that we tagged him, you know, we could trade him, I guess. But I mean, going back to the whole thing, like, um, and whole things and like how it works and stuff. It's just like." 
I mean, I would love AJ Green here, but like, if he gets hurt, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. I mean, but I, I like Luke's idea here, Robinson for Orlando Brown from in Baltimore and get some get some uh, get some picks back. I mean, we need a tackle, so I mean, this would work. I mean, I would like him. So, but I mean, man, if 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 this is just like the plan, like I said earlier, man, I don't have much to say on this podcast today. It's just I'm gonna be it's the whole redundancy thing. And it's just like I'm really feeling super sick right now, and it's just not—it's not sitting right. Like, yeah, and you know we'll get to your comments in the chat here in just a moment. But I see Windy City 0810 is like, bro, the Bears are embarrassing. So we're gonna go ahead and give you guys, you know, our thoughts on all the stuff happening in the chat here, and then we'll get to Alan Robinson and Anthony Miller, that whole news. But dude, to say the Bears are embarrassing at this point is just a freaking understatement because this is beyond embarrassing. This is the lowest of the low. Like this is worse than selecting Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes legitimately because the reality of the situation is back then I understood why they made a move for a franchise quarterback and it's just like five off seasons later you're doing nothing to move the needle and you've done that for the second straight year but AJ I gotta get your thoughts right do you think that this Dalton move do you think Dalton's gonna be the starter in 2021 and he's gonna start all 16 games or you do you think he's gonna be a bridge and that this is just a stepping stone to a much bigger move to come because I see Luke here in the chat is asking can pace water the fire with fields or Wilson yeah I mean like you know I I like I, I said it earlier in this podcast that like hey like you know I mean like this move did piss me off but like I don't think like Joe Luke the other guys have been saying in our chat our personal chat our personal bear chat um it seemed like you know, I don't think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are going to risk their jobs on Andy Dalton. I think they're going to move up in the draft somehow, top five, and get Trey Lance or Justin Fields or just like Luke Luke said. I mean, Zach Wilson would be would be great. I mean, one of those three, like you know, you're buying yourself time, like we mentioned earlier with Luke on the on the podcast. Um, you know, you're buying yourself time, two or three years to see where the team is going to be, but. Uh, no use that I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think, like, you know, I'm holding out for a trade up in the draft and we're going to get a rookie. But yeah, just like uh, Giovanni said, my guy, I saw the comment. Um, I think Dalton's going to start, but the season to finish the season, no, it's going to be the rookie that finishes the season. I don't think Bears, the Bears or the Bears fans, they have the patience if we draft a field, Wilson or Lance, to sit in for 16 games and watch Andy Dalton for 16 games. I mean, it, it would like that's what I want to see. I want I want them to sit, uh, sit those three guys 16 games. But I mean, with the Bears and the sense of urgency of like you know, if Andy Dalton stinks it up a couple of games in a row, you are going to see that rookie. So I mean, no, you said I don't. I don't think um, um, Dalton starts 16 games. I think he starts the season. But if we draft a rookie, I think the rookie is going to play sometime in the season. Because at one point Dalton is going to suck. He's not. He's not that like guy that used to have that longevity when when Cincinnati made those four straight playoff appearances. Not anymore. Yeah, you see, he, what makes this so interesting is the last time Matt Nagy was part of a staff where they went ahead and they drafted a quarterback in the first round, they sat that quarterback for 15 games, right? And so ultimately what makes this interesting is that I think the Bears could ultimately do this. Let's just say they go with a guy like a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, for example, and they just elect to sit that guy the whole year. Cause again, Nagy was in Kansas city when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah. And Alex Smith was the starter. And I would take Alex Smith 
over Andy Dalton just because Alex Smith is more than serviceable. But I think it is an interesting option to consider here that you have Red Rifle here. Maybe it is just better to go ahead and throw away the 2021 season, which obviously they're not going to do. But again, they've kind of alluded to at this point, you know, that they're pretty much throwing the season away if they don't draft a rookie quarterback. And we'll know more about that in about seven or eight weeks here with the NFL draft coming up. But I think it will be a situation and it's something you have to consider. Do you just start Dalton the entire season and then, you know, hope that you sneak into the playoffs. And if not, you start your rookie quarterback, like the last couple games of the season, kind of similar to what the chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. And then, I see Windy City 0810 here is like, uh, but I'm afraid if we do draft another quarterback, it's going to be another John Fox and Trubisky situation. I will let you take this one first. I mean, like, hey, honestly, like he, me and him, we have a we have a private DM switch. We've been talking since like 2015, I think it was when Jeremy Langford was our running back for the Chicago Bears. No, actually, it was even more um, before that, uh, Giovanni. Actually, so um, yeah, I, I mean, like to me, I'm a guy. Like, you know, I thought John Fox was enough in Chicago for two years. I don't even know why the hell the Bears gave him a third year. A lot of people told me injuries, but man, you're going to sit there and tell me it's because of injuries that we gave John Fox a year. Because, like, look at that. The coach that won a Super Bowl just down south in Florida, we missed out on him. You know, a guy like him, you know, would have been great. I mean, like, he, what, what, was he, what, what was he doing? What was Bruce Arians doing? He, he just got fired by Arizona, right? That second After the second year. After John Fox was in Chicago, I mean, like that was an option. You know, we also had an option to get Todd Bowles. Why didn't we get him? Oh, you know, we had uh, we had all these guys like Mark Trustman and stuff. But like, you know, back to your question, Giovanni, it's just, you know, I'm scared. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can trust his staff with the brand new quarterback. Like, I could all I can tell you, it buys him time. That's that's it. Like, I don't know if Nagy can develop a quarterback. Like, we have yet to see that. Like, may- maybe. Maybe Mitch was too dumb to understand his playbook. I don't know. But, like, you know, if we draft another quarterback and if in 2024 we're sitting in the same spot, then it's like, shit, we just wasted nine years of our franchise's livelihood after garbage-ass quarterbacks. And look at Pace's resume in the quarterback. You say, I mean, Mike Glennon. He cut Jay Cutler and signed Mike Glennon. Um, What's next? Uh, Extended. He signed Chase Daniel and extended Chase Daniel. Um. What's next? Um, right now, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, traded for Nick Foles. I mean, his his quarterback resume ain't impressive. So if you're going to tell me we're going to walk in the draft and get someone great who's going to carry this legacy for the next 20 years, man, I'll believe it when I see it. Because we haven't had it since Sid Luckman. All right? Like, I mean, I think Foles gets moved too. But when? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, you say they say in Denver, um, the Denver's insider, Benjamin Albright. I mean, like, you know, if we load them off for a fifth or sixth round pick, great. You know? But it's like, man, I think the Bears just went out today and just flung around money in unknown areas. And, like, you know, Ryan Pace is sixth year on the job. What the hell are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? Come on. Like, you were, you were a director of scouting in New Orleans for 10 years. What the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm sorry for swearing, but what are you doing? You, you, you talked about long-term succession plans, right? But this move and the quarterback you pick in the draft, and if that quarterback is wrong, you just threw away a Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson-led defense. That's embarrassing. You should get fired for that. 
Yeah, he should, you know, and and the reality is this, right? Is this just like they talk so much about collaboration. Collaboration legitimately led the Bears to right here. I I'm skeptical to see if a bigger move is in the cards. And you know I have the most pessimistic views on the Bears ever. And being a journalist, I have to be objective about the whole thing. But like the reality of the situation is this is that I just you can't justify, you know, if you were gonna here's the thing, if you're gonna go with veteran quarterback and then your whole plan was to trade up for a rookie in the first place. Why sign Andy Dalton? Like, exactly. why, why, why throw away the ten million this year? And I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how the contract is structured. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, when I look at it, you know, what just makes most sense right now is you have Andy Dalton. You're going to go and you're going to get rid of Nick Foles. And honestly, if you get even a sixth or seventh rounder for Nick Foles, I will take it at this point. I mean, yeah, it's a massive downgrade, and you lost the trade with Jacksonville which happened nearly a year ago to this day. But um, ultimately, you know, yeah, Dalton, go ahead and uh, sign a, um, you know, go ahead and get a damn rookie quarterback and get rid of Tyler Bray and sign yeah. another quarterback. You know, exactly. sign a young guy that you can develop. I know, I believe Nick Foles is going to be a um, free agent, right? Or not Not Nick Foles. Um, Nick Mullins at the 49ers. I would be fine with bringing in Nick Mullins because ultimately yeah. he's a young guy that – Chicago can at least like have work under Nagy and at least develop some, but, and then when you go ahead and look at it and Brandon Snyde, I mean, that's the dumbest fucking comment I've ever no, seen. On the planet. No, we don't deserve Allen Robinson after this bullshit that we pulled for the last two years. Fuck it. Just take him. Yeah. Uh, so, so ultimately when you look, yeah, a guy who's played no reps is some way, somehow the best quarterback in the division. And I don't give a damn on being an asshole because hundred ten percent of the time I usually end up being right anyway. And people who don't listen to me, it backfires on them. And then they come back and they're like, Oh, well, you know, you were so right. And I'm like, yeah, I know I was right. Speaking I listened. Which, I listened. I listened though. Since October, I was following your entire views about this Bears team since October. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of which, I was on ESPN Honolulu yesterday, so I made my radio debut. So go check out um, the Bobby Kieran show. That's available on Apple Pods. Skip to like the 25-minute mark. You get to hear my thoughts on the Bears, Russell Wilson, the offseason, and more, where I specifically predicted we'd be closer to a veteran quarterback and a rookie. So I said that on um, national media, you know, so words getting out there that certain people know what the hell they're talking about. But anyways, moving on here, ESPN's Adam Schefter going ahead and reporting and saying that the bears are indeed fielding trade offers for now fourth year wide receiver, Anthony Miller. I mean, he's heading into the final year of his rookie deal. He led the Bears with seven receiving touchdowns in 2018 as a rookie. I think ultimately right now, I know you and I disagree on Anthony Miller, but it's just like it's time to cut your losses and move on. And it's time to cut your losses and move on because ultimately the Bears invested two second-round picks in Anthony Miller because you invested the second – the. 56th overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft. And then you invested the 2019 second round pick in him as well. And ultimately that's just something that hasn't worked out. And I know some people are like, well, it's the production, but Anthony Miller's antics have hurt the bears more than people are willing to admit. So really it's just, you got to move on from Miller because there's no point in banking. Cause here's the thing, bad teams bank on draft picks figuring things out too late. And that's what the bears have done over the last couple of years under Ryan pace. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, uh, I mean, like, I, I, can I, can I just say the two other, something about Anthony Miller real quick? Obviously there's two sides of the spectrum on this entire thing. Yes. 
I do agree his antics have been uh, have been distracting the Chicago Bears. I agree 100% on that. There is no room. Like, if someone, the instigator of the New Orleans St. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I don't care if that man calls you a bitch. You don't do anything. You walk away like a grown-ass man. That's how my dad t- uh, taught me when, when someone was bullying me on the playground. Just walk away. If they push you, doesn't matter. Just get up and walk away. All right? There is no reason to try to um, punch hands and throw hands in that in that playoff game. That's the reason why he shouldn't be on the football team anymore. Now, in terms, now the other side, production-wise, I hope he does find a great team, a great quarterback, a great situation in which he can actually revive his career and turn on his career. Austin told me in the chat, again, like, here's the thing. He said that, like, when players leave the Bears, they perform better. Fine, fine with me. If we get a fourth or fifth-round pick for Anthony Miller, great. Right? That's fine. I agree with the whole trade spectrum of the thing, but I just disagree with the people's view on his production. I think if he has a good team, a good quarterback, a good supporting cast around him, Anthony Miller is a great person to have on your team. The man is just hungry for some targets, and he just wants it. He's just not going to get in Chicago. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, see – Miller's interesting because I've written articles for and against supporting him, you know, and him as a player. And I, I ultimately, I look at it. You have to, there's a lot to realize here, right? Because we've seen when he's healthy and he's playing well, his head's in the game. You look at the last seven or eight games of 2019, that was the best stretch statistically that he had. But then you look at 2020, you know, and you look at, okay, well, how the hell was this guy, uns- you know, Darnell Mooney basically outplayed Anthony Miller. I mean, Mooney had like 61 receptions and I think like nearly 700 yards. And so when you have a rookie, a fifth round rookie that comes in and outperforms you the way that Darnell Mooney did, it really takes into question, you know, your character, your who you are as a football player, how you're approaching the game. And then also, I don't think people don't realize, because I talked to Bears wide receiver coach Mike Fury in the DMs occasionally, and Mike mentioned this publicly last offseason. I'll try to dig the quote up because it's somewhere in my email inbox and I'll tweet it out. But Mike said he was like, hey, last offseason, I had to have conversations with Anthony Miller regarding the direction that his career was going to go and saying you're going into year three. You know, what direction do you want your career to go? And because you've seen the way that the NFL works now. And I think that anytime you have a player that's sitting down one on one with a coach to have a discussion of what direction do you want your career to go in, there's a lot more red flags than people are willing to admit. Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, obviously there's a lot of things, you know, you know, that, that, that whole, that whole meeting on the sideline with Anthony Miller and Matt Nagy in the playoff game that really struck a chord to some fans, the front office for sure. And obviously the ownership for sure too. You know, I mean, I I think there was an interview after that game, something about, uh, I don't know if it was like a rumor or George McCassie speaking about that whole Anthony Miller situation or stuff. I, I think it might be, it might have been somebody else actually, not even the owner of the team. But like you know, I don't know if the if the owners love to see that stuff, love to see their players like be frustrated and all of that. You know, we saw that earlier in the Saints game with the whole whim situation where he thought he won the battle, but he got picked out. I hope we cut him too. Um, you know, we we need new weapons. We need newer weapons. So. I mean, like, yeah, I see it in some way that, like, you know, Anthony Miller's antics are not something that the Bears are looking for. You know, his production on a scale has dropped, you know, whether it be a shoulder injury. But, like, you know, the last thing I'm going to say that, like, if you knew that you he had off-the-field issues, you say, 
you know, just just don't draft guys like that. You know, I mean, there was other guys available um, instead of Anthony Miller, but like we've seen, um, I guess, uh, pace find gold in the later rounds. So maybe maybe we find it. I mean, like I'm a big fan of Emir Marson Smith out of Iowa, um, a lot more electric than Anthony Miller was in college. So if we get our hands on him in the fourth or fifth round, or maybe third round, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, you know, and it's so. So if I had to predict, I really think the Patriots are going to be – I think the Patriots of 49ers, honestly, are going to be two teams that could go ahead and could sign or trade for Anthony Miller. And quite frankly, those guys have draft capital as well, and the Bears need more draft capital. And I think it would be best for them to go ahead and to trade yeah. Anthony Miller before the draft because you're going to need those mid-round draft picks. But I see some comments here in the chat. So – Bears football underscore welcome, dude. I've missed you for the last couple of weeks. You know, you haven't seemingly called me out, so I'm going to call you out on the live stream. But anyway, so you're like, we overpaid for Ifedi too. I mean, listen, the guy was serviceable last year. He's not even going to be a stopgap option. 2021 is going to be his last year in Chicago. I mean, look, you can't revamp the entire offensive line in one season. Let's be honest, or one off season, unless you're going to pour like significant assets into it, which obviously the Bears can't do. Because if you invest in one positional group too much, other positional groups, you know what? You're sacrificing resources and money that can be spent there as well as depth. And then Windy City 0810, the Bears should not re-sign Cordero Patterson. When you look at it, ultimately, you have to understand one thing. $10 million over two years is too much for a damn gadget player, and the Bears just paid Patterson that. I understand y'all love his Twitter antics and his whole thing of recruiting, but he's been 0 for 1,000 on there. The real recruiting happens, all right, in locker rooms and around the league when players hit each other up via phone, all right? It does not happen on friggin' social media openly. So CP should not be back because the Bears can find a kick returner and a gadget guy like off the streets. I mean, look at what the freaking Saints they do. The they have that guy, DeAndre Carter from the Houstons. The, not the Houstons. The Texans. <laughs> the Texans. Sign him back. Shit. I mean, that guy's fast. I mean, I want someone that's fast. So that can like, just, take the ball and just run. Yeah, or get Devin Hester out of retirement. Yeah, dude, I swear. His son, his son, you know, his son, he, he grows up in 2023. We get that guy and he becomes Devin Hester Jr., you know. Feels yeah, I would definitely buy a Devin yeah. Hester Jr. jersey. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. But ultimately, you know, moving on from stupid Anthony Miller here, um, uh, you look at the Allen Robinson situation, and look, this writing's been on the wall. Allen Robinson doesn't want to be back. There's no point in him coming back anyway because you're on your third contract. You need to go ahead. You need to find a team that's going to have a star quarterback and that's going to pay you. Allen Robinson is not coming back to the – at least I don't think he's coming back to the Bears. I think at this point, Allen Robinson to the Bears – Allen Robinson's freaking worthless to the Bears at this point, and the Bears are worthless for Allen Robinson. So both sides are worthless to each other. The best thing that the Bears can do is trade Allen Robinson to some team that's going to be a Super Bowl contender that is or is trying to make the jump to Super Bowl contender and needs that star wide receiver. Cough, cough, the Baltimore Ravens. All right. And the Ravens would make sense because they would give up a first round pick because they need Lamar Jackson to take the next step as a passer. If they're going to go ahead and they're going to be true Super Bowl contenders. What do you think? What do you think about the Jets uh, for Allen Robinson? Um, Giovanni asked that as well. What do you think about that? It's See, the Jets, they're not going to give up the second overall pick for Allen yeah. Robinson, but they but might give up the 20. First, but like a, a second round pick and a third round pack, a, a, a high second 
and a third round pick package for 2021 maybe yeah but at the same time if you're ryan pace and you're trading away a guy that's been that consistent you're gonna want first round yeah, you got to see if you can get a first rounder because that the thing is this, right? And people don't get like draft value and stuff. That twenty sure. fifth overall pick, essentially, when we look at it, ultimately, what it is is this, right? Is it's kind of a second round. It's essentially just like a second round pick, is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like a late first round, early second round pick. That's kind of the value that you're getting there. And in a deep draft class, if you have twenty and twenty five, right? There's no excuse for you the bears could legitimately turn that into two first round starters i mean let's be honest right yeah. so that would go a long way into building this team and maybe the option is mac jones at 20 and then double down and get your left tackle at 25 or yeah, select like your that. wide receiver at 25 like maybe that. that's an option for the bears or Yo, if like you know that. there's a tight end there you go and select the tight end because jimmy graham's old all right you need a you know, another tight end to compliment Cole Komet, or even if there's a linebacker there, I would go with linebacker at 25th overall, but that you could even use the 20th and the 25th overall pick. If you traded a Rob to the jets, dude, trade it away, you know, and move up to get fields or Wilson, you know, strike a deal with Miami, strike a deal with, um, you know, some of these other teams. Yo, you say you just you just brought up another topic of this podcast, man. This uh number not number crunching, but pick crunching of like what we could get out of the twentieth overall pick, but not the twentieth overall pick, but like looking at a considerably sized package, a trade package for Allen Robinson. I think it's gonna look more like the Stefan Diggs return. I, I disagreed with Brendan McMahon in the chat today, but I'm I'm looking it's looking like it that we can get a first round pick, a third round pick, and a fifth round pick. And the next year, 2020, 2022 pick for Allen Robinson. You know, if we don't want any player, if we don't want a player, that's what we can do and build up the draft capital and then throw his franchise tag money to Kevin Gall- Kenny Galladay. Like, that's what I would do. And then you have those two picks. And like you mentioned, your quarterback and your left tackle, two essential positions in football. I would. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, that would make sense. But then the issue is this, right? Is that you're going to have to make the move for see here's the problem right the problem with that whole scenario comes into this is that the bills had their quarterback of the future last year and josh allen they just needed to go ahead and they needed to make that one final move or those finishing touches on a roster that i really thought last year was a couple games away from you know getting to the super bowl i mean and I think that they've done that this year. They've gotten significant. I think Buffalo is one of those teams that if Josh Allen continues to get better, then Buffalo ultimately could take a step forward. So my point is this is ultimately when you look at the state of the Bears, right? They might have to sacrifice 20th and then another first round, the first round pick that they get in return for Allen Robinson. If they get a first rounder in return, they're going to have to sacrifice that for a quarterback. So either it's like, see, it's a win-win. It's a win-winning situation if you get a first rounder for Allen Robinson and then you use that to grab a quarterback and grab another um starter but then it's also a win-lose situation if you do get a first round pick for Allen robinson but then ultimately part of the issue also comes down to the fact that what if you have to package those two first rounders and move up for a quarterback then you don't get that second starter so those are kind of the dominoes that the bears are playing but i will say you know if chicago can get like a third and a fifth 
They could even get more because I would take A-Rob over Stefan Diggs anyway. If Chicago can get a third and fifth in return or even like a 2022, you know, second round pick as well somewhere in the package or a 2022 third or fourth, then you know what? You have, you're in business because again, the roster is getting older and the Bears are going to have to rely on mid-round picks a lot more over the next couple of years to fill depth and fill needs. Yeah, man. I mean, like, if we can get, like, a nice little return package for uh, Allen Robinson, I'm down, you know? Guy doesn't clearly doesn't want to be here. So, I mean, like, even if we do sign him for, like, 20 or $22 million, he's still not going to want to be here. The guy wants a quarterback that he can that he can work with, and Chicago's definitely not going to give it to him. So, I mean, we got another comment here. We were talking about Jimmy Graham earlier. It's time to release Jimmy Graham or lower his cap. Uh, I would just cut him, man. Like, he's just – he's not doing shit. I mean, like, you know, honestly, like, he, like – I mean, I, I read some buzz about him, like, trying to recruit uh, Russell Wilson here. And I'm just – dude, that doesn't work like that. I mean, like, you know, like, business is business in the NFL. So, I mean, like, even if we get Russ, I think Jimmy's gone either way. I think Cole Komet's already – I mean, could be better than Jimmy Graham in the second year. So, um, and we can just re-sign another, another tight end off the street or something like that because, like, you know – the cap hit that Jimmy Grant has this season, man. I mean, you'd be dumb to keep his money um, on this uh, on on the table on the salary cap uh, for twenty twenty one. Yeah, see, I Bears fans have this unhealthy <laughs> obsession with Jimmy Graham, and it pisses me off because it's just like. You need to, we need the roster needs to get younger, not older, and you're not going to get younger by continuing to have these guys these older veterans on the roster, which means you got to move on from Jimmy Graham. Listen, if you don't do your research on the NFL draft class every single year, that's totally okay. That's why you should be listening to this podcast because that's where we do the research, okay? Um, what has to happen is this, right, is you can go ahead and you can, you know, get a – it's a very deep tight end class. You can – Go ahead and get a tight end to pair with Cole Komet. And historically, people don't even realize, like, some of the best tight ends in the game, right? Gronkowski was a day-two pick. Uh, Jimmy Graham was, I believe, a third-rounder back in 2010. And he was one of the best tight ends before, like, Gronk emerged. George Kittle was drafted in the fifth round. Hunter Henry, another day-two pick. So my point is this, right? My point is, is that tight end is one of those positions where historically you find the best guys on day two and day three and the bears, if they're smart with the way that they approach the draft, they don't just trade all their capital away. They go ahead and, you know, they trade back once or twice in the second or third round, recoup some picks. Then you can find a quality starter and there's plenty of quality starters available. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we have a comment from your arch nemesis, I guess is what you want to call him. Um, but bears football underscore twice says that, you know, uh, there's no reason for Jim, uh, to put Jimmy Graham on on a no trade clause. Wait, what? No reason to put Jimmy Graham on a no. Yeah, is he on a tra- no trade clause? I don't know. I honestly, dude, I have no idea about whether Graham's on a no trade clause. But it's not mm-hmm. like I care anyway, because again, he's just not the future of this team, dude. Sure. And it's just like it, it pisses me off when people are like, "Oh, well, let's continue to just invest resources," you know, in aging vets like jimmy graham because it's just like investing dude investing in jimmy jimmy graham again right is exactly like jimmy graham right now dude is like the freaking robert quinn of the offense just an older player who is way past his prime considerably slower like that's ultimately the situation here okay and so ultimately it's just like the bears are not going to get out of robert quinn's contract 
in 2021. They're going to make him a post-June 1st cut in 2022. But really, at the end of the day, right, listen, get rid of Jimmy Graham and get rid of him now, all right, and get younger, all right? Get younger at that tight end position because ultimately when you look at the tight end position, you know what? Here's the thing. You're not going to make a signing that's going to go ahead and break the bank because, again, Hunter Henry and John Smith got paid this free agency period, and those deals are going to become official tomorrow at around 3 p.m. when the league year starts. But, dude, you know what? There's still some intriguing players available, right? Like, take a chance on Notre Dame, you know, Kyle Rudolph even. Um, I'm looking here at the list, right, because I have it pulled up in front of me. But, like, you know, what about a guy like – um? Where the hell is he at? Josh Hill from the New Orleans Saints. You know, yeah. he yeah. would be an interesting option in this offense. Um, please don't bring back – yeah, please don't bring back Trey Burton. You know, but the point – even dude, even dude, Anthony Ferksker from the Perfect. Tennessee Titans, right? Twenty six years old, dude. Ferksker's been on my radar for a while now. Okay, Ferksker's been on my radar for basically two off seasons now, and I've said the Bears need to go after him, but nope, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, like you know, like uh, you know, there's a lot of comments that we have. Let's go over them real quick. So, I mean, like you know, there's a lot of things that uh, we haven't talked about in this podcast. The safety addressing the safety position. Who's going to play next to Eddie Jackson for the third year in a row or second year in a row? However long it is, we haven't even solidified it. I still think that we should have extended Adrian Amos. Like, say whatever you want, but like you know, the, the guy's balling in Green Bay, and, and like you know. You know, if we we signed him, our safeties would be fine. But like right now, one of the positions in our safeties is a revolving door. But whatever you want to say about that. But like, uh, let me finish up these comments real quick. Um, so like, I hope Robert Quinn really goes off, man. Uh, I really thought he was going to go off with Mac on the other side. I mean, I really thought that too. I looked at the sack numbers there in in Dallas that he had. He had thirteen or fourteen. I can't remember what the number was. But you know, I think I think Dallas used him more and like um, passed passing situations more than rushing situations like um uh you use it as you said nemesis said um you know uh quinn is a specialist but he should be only put in obvious passing situations and i don't think chuck pagano understood that at all so i mean you know make let's let's just see what happens with sean Desai and see what he can do with robert quinn i mean honestly you know we saw one more year left you can't cut him right now you're gonna um incur a massive cap charge uh i think we should just see what happens with quinn but like you say uh, going back to the whole safety thing what do you think man i mean uh are we gonna pay gibson like now what's next like we're, we're, we're re-signing our guys like do you think we go out and get a safety and free agency or do we go out and um draft someone? and yes uh bears underscore football uh he's my step uncle yeah, this is what happens, Bears football underscores. I get all the dope people who just want to gravitate towards me, all right? Because you got to be someone in life that everyone wants to be around. And I don't mean to sound arrogant or full of myself, but, yo, everybody wants to be around me. I mean, there's literally a freaking time I texted AJ, and I'm like, I have tickets to a Bulls game. Let's go to a Bulls game. He was like, let's do it, bro. Yeah, man. Because was- I saw your, because I saw this buddy's, because buddy, listen, I saw your subtweet about, you know, following like, uh, you know, you should know the difference between actual fans and writers. I mean, don't worry. I have a whole YouTube thing coming out with the Why We're Fans podcast a couple, in the next couple of days here, explaining, you know, my journey as a Bears writer. I may not do it full time yet, but, um, yo, if I was good enough to get on ESPN, then I'm pretty sure I am legit because they don't let no bum journalists on ESPN or no small time bloggers. But yo, getting back to the point here is this, right? Is I think when you look at the safety class, there's no reason to it's 
especially in free agency, there's no reason to rush, okay? Because you have your options, right? So you have, you know, um, Will Parks from Denver is one guy I would heavily consider, especially knowing he played under Vic Fangio. So he would make sense in this Sean Desai defense. And I would argue right now, just knowing the way that teams go ahead and grade players, what tends to happen is a guy like Will Parks, because he fits in the Bears defensive scheme, he would be graded higher than a guy like, you know, Micah Hyde, let's say, who again signed with the Bills, or a guy like Jalen Mills. But yo, um, Will Parks would make sense. I would say, you know, if you can get a guy like Lamarcus Joyner, someone well, like even, yo, even Kenny Vaccaro, or even Carl Joseph, and I think Carl Joseph would make a lot of sense in this defensive scheme. And then you just look at that because I've done, you know, research on pretty much every single free agent that there is out there, right? I would. Be interested in a guy like Keanu Neal, even or even um, Ricardo Allen. But ultimately, my two biggest, you know, targets would be Carl Joseph or Keanu Neal, just because with both of them, they can kind of play linebacker as well. So they would provide a hell of a lot more versatility. And again, the thing with this defense is it is kind of about moving your chess pieces around. And based on Desai's presser a couple weeks ago i really think he's looking to add a versatile safety to this roster and just someone that they can consistently move around i think that neil and carl joseph would provide that yeah i mean definitely but like i think a uh, bears football comment here gibson didn't do bad it's uh, barely made much he made three and a half million dollars in 2020 right something like that so i think like i think his payday is going to be somewhere um between like five and a half million to six million dollars a year yeah he can walk like, I don't, I don't know where they just paid $5 million to or a contract up to $5 million for or um, for uh, Jermaine Affetti or or uh, a contract that's almost worth up to $10 million for um, or $13 million for Andy Dalton. So, I mean, like, I don't know where the money is coming from for the Bears. I mean, I think these are billionaire franchises that just make signings out of nowhere. I mean, cap is a myth to me. Um, I think teams at the end of the day, when the deadlines come, they'll meet this. That's why the Saints are cutting so many players. I mean, this is just rules that they follow. And come on, these are billionaires, man. They don't pesky little two hundred fifty thousand dollar fee. That's like a mortgage to us, man. Come on. But like, anyways, going back to the whole um, Gibson thing. Uh, I mean, if the Bears sign him, it's going to be more of like a two-year, eight or nine million dollar deal. He's going to want that four to six million dollar AVV, to be honest. But I like his um I like your arch nemesis's idea. We should draft the safety. It's time to yeah. draft the fucking safety. I mean, yeah, dude, and no, and here's the thing, right? Is safety isn't a major need, right? You could always yeah. bring back yeah. these guys. Eddie Jackson play out of position then. Then people are gonna yeah, play. True. So that's why you gotta sign Will Parks or Carl Joseph yeah. or Keanu Neal. Yes. You know, one of those three. But what what I will say is this, right? Is I mean you know, DeAndre Houston Carson for the Bears' own safeties. You got to let Houston Carson walk. There's no point in bringing back Deion Bush because, again, you know, if he was ready to start, they wouldn't have signed to Sean Gibson last offseason. And Deion Bush would have started for two years now. Sherrick McManus can go bye-bye even though he yeah. is a fan favorite. All right, yeah. y'all got to learn to, you know, cut your losses with fan favorites too. So drafting a safety would be fine, but I'm not overly impressed with this safety class, number one. And number two, it's just like for me at the end of the day, I think when you look at it, you know, there's absolutely zero reason for you to panic and even worry about safety because when you look at the safety class, it is pretty deep right now in free agency, you know, and Neil, uh, Carl Joseph, stuff um you know will parks is a guy that i look at even daniel sorensen 
Eric Harris, LaMarcus Joyner, these are all players that I significantly look at. I'm like, if the Bears just wait till the second wave of free agency, some of those guys I just named are going to be there. And I think that those that's where you strike a deal for like a two- or three-year thing, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, you know, that, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I got to say, Bears football, this uh, this this trap doesn't look too healthy with safeties and stuff. I mean, like, if you're looking for a safety, you're going to have to, like, get one in, the, in round one or two. It's a bunch of, like unknown talent unless if you want jamal crawford out of notre dame in the sixth round um he's not really that good but um yeah i mean it's not really that strong i, I don't know i haven't seen the safety class i have to look at it again I'll, in the next podcast i would probably do like a safety episode or something like that but like hey i mean like you know it, it'd, be, it'd be nice you know if we can like throw some money at like uh at like a real safety like uh four years 25 million to like lamar joyner i mean we seen like i said we're throwing money around right now i might as well we just throw money around i mean we can you know restructure contracts and get back under the cap i mean like pace is a wizard at that <laughs> i mean but no nah, i mean you know like you said you say it, it's going to be like a guy that's going to be on a one-year deal like a guy like carl joseph or will park something like that it's going to be a revolving door again, sadly. Yeah, it is. But then again, it's just like, oh, I would even throw this one out there, Malik Hooker. Yes, I like him too. I like him. Which, Come you know, again, Malik Hooker, you know, first, like, uh, the thing is, Malik, because I think people really tend to forget, right? Malik Hooker was a guy that was evaluated, or a lot, because that year there were two first-round safeties, right? Or two guys that, two players that people considered top 10 prospects Malik Hooker and then Jamal Adams and Adams has obviously panned out Malik Hooker has had like injury issues and stuff but I would take a chance on Malik Hooker because I truly believe under a smart defensive coordinator like Sean Desai Malik Hooker could be a guy that could have a career revival yeah definitely I mean like you know there's a lot of guys that he can revive I mean you know I hopefully he revives guys like uh Robert Quinn um you know, if 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 Keem Hicks is back, um, revive him. But like, you know, going back to the whole safety things, uh, of things, you know, um, you know, you know, guys that have been lost in their careers earlier in their rookie careers, you know, haven't had those chances to succeed in the NFL. I mean, you know, Chicago Bears are a known spot where you know you can get a one year prove it deal. Um, base has been here, so. It'd be nice. I mean, to have a guy like Keanu um, Neal or oh, Joseph shit, even Malik Hooker. So I mean, like, there's a lot of options. You know, Bears have a lot of options, but the, but you know, will they do it? I don't know. I think they're gonna have to because you know they have to re-sign Gibson to a five to three 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 point five to a four point five million dollar deal, keep it reasonable, or go get like a low risk, high reward safety for like two point five to three million dollars. You know, Pace is really good at that. Yeah, and you know, one of the big things to keep in mind here is we're talking about bringing in safeties, but we also have to acknowledge this, right? So the Bears brought back Mario Edwards Jr. on like a three-year, $12 million deal. Cairo Santos is back as well. Those are two moves to me that, again, I do not care that they brought back Cairo Santos because mm -hmm. it seemed like a foregone a foregone conclusion that they were going to bring him back after the season he had last year. But the one downside of bringing Cairo Santos back is that the Bears don't have a seventh-round pick in 2021. That's now going to be transferred to the Raiders because that was a conditional pick in the Eddie Pinheiro trade. Mm -hmm. But then I like the bringing back. I was a bit surprised that they brought back Mario Edwards Jr. But I think also the Bears kind of knew that Roy Robertson-Harris was going to get paid. And again, Roy Robertson-Harris, dude, he's a guy that at just 28 years old, you know, he's an undrafted free agent. So he got his like, I mean, 
I, I don't even know what the whole deal was, right? I believe it was like a three-year, like $25 million deal or something. Or yeah. sorry, three-year, $23.2 million deal. And so, you know, happy for RRH. Obviously, yep. he's going to go to Jacksonville and get, you know, he'll have an opportunity to start there. But mm-hmm. that's just a massive loss on the defensive line for the Bears, but still. Um, you know, Mario Edwards Jr. is back. You're going to have Bilal Nickel. Eddie Goldman's going to be back. Just depending on what the Bears do with Akeem Hicks, because I would not be opposed to them adding a defensive lineman in 2021, especially now that we see more and more of the needs on the roster are, like, shaking out. Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, like, I agree with you, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they bought in more defensive line help. I mean, more, even shit, even more linebacking help. Um, That would be nice, too, because, like, you know, Danny Trevathan is nearing his time as, at the end as a Chicago Bear, I think he's going to be here for another season. And like you mentioned earlier about Robert Quinn being a, a June, a post June first cut. I think that's going to, he's going to be, he's going to be another candidate for that too. I think the bears after the 21, 21 season are going to be in a position where they can spend happily and freely next year. I think, you know, with this pandemic and all of that, they've been in a situation where they have been crunched and, you know, uh, tagging Allen Robinson, getting Andy Dalton, uh, re-signing Jermaine Effetti is going to put them under, I think, around probably like I have to look at the numbers of the contracts, but like under under more than twenty five million dollars. They're probably have to going to look at not 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 that sorry, uh, fourteen or fifteen million dollars probably, and then like you know reconstruct restructure more around uh, more of their contracts and stuff, and try to open up more room or something like that. So, I mean, the offense the off season just started. Um, you know, there's a lot of like time to see what the bears are going to do and what they're going to bring in you know that's what i can say but here's my initial reaction bullshit just garbage so far so 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 let me ask you this right because we've seen a number of guys are still out there i mean we see we discussed kenny yaladay right juju smith schuster still out there rodney hudson mitchell schwartz um Eric Fisher's another one. And I, and I think that just the theme of this offseason is this, right? Is that there are a number of players still available, Quan Alexander even, that I, I think like- the Bears yeah, the Bears need to go ahead and look into seriously signing. And I honestly, dude, if you get Juju Smith, because Juju's not going to go back to Pittsburgh, right? I would take Juju Smith here, dude, as a um as a number two. Because I feel like him, dude, Mooney, and A-Rob, right, if A-Rob's back in 2021, could form a formidable trio for whoever the quarterback is going to be. And the reason I say whoever the quarterback is going to be is just because, again, I do not see Andy Dalton, like, again, the whole Dalton thing is just, like, super complicated. And um, Windy City 0810 says, I want Juju or Will Fuller on this team. Amazing. I honestly think, dude, Will Fuller's. Pro- I would not be surprised to see Will Fuller sign with the Packers because the Packers wanted him during the trade deadline. They just did not get him. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I would definitely want Will Fuller or Juju on this team, man. It's just, man, I think they would have come cheaper than Allen Robinson. I don't think either one of those guys would command 20 or 21 million what Allen Robinson is, com- is commanding. So, I mean, like, you know. It- to be honest, like, you know, he said it again, uh, Andy Dalton is better than Mike Lennon. I look at it that way, and it's sad. But, like, I mean, I think the entire organization is sad, Giovanni. It's just how, what I think. But, like, you know, it's just painful. But, like, you know, if we ended up with the guy like Will Fuller, that would be pretty good. But, like, yeah, like you say, said, he's going to Green Bay. Like, you know, he, he – like, I mean, there's one thing about Will Fuller. He went to Notre Dame. You know, the guy has a winning mentality, and I don't think he wants to play ball. I mean, like, he played ball – 
with Deshaun Watson for his first contract. I doubt he's going to do that again with another contract and with another quarterback like that in Chicago. I mean, like he's going to want a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, and where else are you going to get that? You're probably going to get that in Kansas City or Green Bay. It's just how it is, or Tampa Bay right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Right now, there is complete disparity in the Chicago Bears, and it, it sucks, man. This uncertainty, and it sucks. So let me ask you this, right? Where do the Bears go from here? Like, well, w- what's the next step besides drafting a rookie quarterback? So besides drafting a rookie quarterback, you know, you have to look at what you need. Obviously, um, you know, Andy Dalton wasn't ideal, but I mean, you know, if given the offensive line, I think all my arguments does do stand, right? You know, you, you can't undo the past, right? You can't undo the Fetty and um, Dalton signing. All right, those signings are set in stone, done. But I like what Giovanni said, you know, draft OL and draft wide receiver. He's just moving on because, you know, I love his slogan, the quicker, the better. You know, if anything happens in this season in 2021, and they're risking their future on um, Andy Dalton, Ryan Pace, and Matt Nagy. Bye bye. It's over. Bye bye. All right. So I mean, you know, Andy Dalton, protected by you know, signed offensive linemen, some wide receiver help. I think it would be like, all right, hey, the Bears got Andy Dalton, but they went out and got him some help, and he's doing good. That's the Andy Dalton I want to see. But if the Bears just get Andy Dalton like they, like they got Nick Foles last year and do nothing, then it's going to be very, very ugly. Like, you know, you already know, teams know out there that they know how we play. And they already know that, like, they're looking at they're looking at our Twitter right now. They're resigning the same players. Oh, people are, like, salivating like this. Oh, my God. They got, they got, they got Andy Dalton, man. We're just going to be pick city in Chicago. So, I mean, like, that's that's what other teams are looking at it. That's what other teams are looking at. Other teams' players are looking at it. I'm like, oh, my God, shit, Bears got Andy Dalton. Man, this is going to be easy, bro. Like, shit, it's going to be easy. Like, like, we don't scare anyone. Like, I mean, but, like, to answer your question, you said, where do we go from here? This shit's done. We got these two players, right? Now it's time to, like, correct things. Actually go out and go get some, like Giovanni said, Go out and get some offensive line help. Go out and get some wide receiver help to make it look like you're masking Andy Dalton's issues. Like, that's all you can do now. Yeah, I think what the Bears are really going to rely on here with Andy Dalton, again, whether he starts all 16 games or he's just a bridge, is, you know, they're going to rely on the rest of the team being good enough to mask whatever issues Dalton may have. And what that essentially means is you're going to get average or mediocre quarterback play, but then you also have to hope that you get good play from the offensive core around to at least make the quarterback look better than he is. And then also with that, right, they're just hoping at this point that Andy Dalton can seriously be a point guard for the Bears, just in the sense that you're not going to ask him to play hero ball you are just going to ask him to not turn the damn ball over. And so I see another comment here in the chat. When you say offensive line help, are you talking about interior offensive linemen or tackles? Because Leno and Ifedi are back. So we're saying overall, okay? And we say overall because the thing is this, right? If the Bears are going to upgrade the offensive or if they're going to upgrade left tackle and you want a top-tier option, then you're going to have to pay upwards of $23 million because that's what David Bakhtiari makes. So Charles Leno Jr. may not be the flashiest guy, 
But the guy's good enough to start at left tackle. Otherwise, you're going to be paying a hell of a lot of money. And let's be real. It's just like we've seen teams pay big money to above or to average left tackles over the last couple of years. And that exactly has not worked out. So Ifedi, he can play either right guard or right tackle. I really think they just brought back Ifedi for depth. I think he's going to compete with Alex Bars for a starting spot this year. And then the only thing you have to figure out right now is right guard. But you have a good problem when you have Sam Mustafa, Cody Whitehair, and James Daniels on your interior line. I think you could honestly try Sam Mustafer at right guard and see how that works out. James Daniels should remain at left guard. Keep Cody White here at center position. That's about it. But yeah, the Bears could still benefit to add some depth. I would say go ahead and add some... Um, you know, some depth via the draft too, or even if a guy like Dylan Rudens from North Dakota State falls, sign him. Sign a guy like Mitchell Schwartz in free agency. So the point is this, guys, is that the Bears have a number of options in free agency when it comes to rounding out the rest of the roster. Everyone's disappointed because of the quarterback situation, but still, you know, the Bears can still. I'm. Don't even give a shit at this point, you know, what the hell happened to the um quarterback or what happened with the quarterback situation. Bro, Whitehair was not better at left guard than center. I mean, did you watch? If you put Whitehair at left guard, right, you're putting James Daniels at center, and that was an absolute freaking disaster, all right? And by the way, Whitehair was more consistent at center than he was at left guard. Um, Go on NFL Game Pass and watch the film. All right. But ultimately, so when you look at it, right, the Bears have a number of options here as they continue to beef the offense up over the next couple of days. But my, you know, one of my final takeaways versus or for the rest of the night is this is that just don't get too complacent. Don't panic and overpay for a guy. Let the market fall to you. Let the market play out because there's a number of older veterans out there right now that. You know, they still have a little bit something left in the tank. It's just don't commit too much money to them. Um, you know, just commit the right amount of money, but not too much. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. I mean, don't go out and overpaying guys and stuff. And just like, you know, just be confident in your moves. I mean, if the Bears feel confident in getting Andy Dolan as the backup plan, then so be it. I mean, like, I'm not the owner of the Chicago Bears to just dictate what Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy do. I mean, like, Hey, yeah, we got Andy Dalton. Woohoo. I mean, it's not something that we wanted, but like, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to say? So, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's yesterday's news now. I mean, like tomorrow, those deals will go into ink. Um, we'll see some photos and stuff of Andy Dalton signing his contract, Jermaine, if Eddie signed his contract, and other guys too as well. But there's another new tidbit here before we wrap the show here, folks, is that good news is Andy Dalton is five and two. Versus the NFC North. I mean, that's the only thing I can wrap up the show on, to be honest. But, like, holy shit, man. If he's 5-2, and two, and I read a tweet about Mark Potash. It's from the uh, tweet that Mark Potash tweeted about, like... Potsy. Potsy's his nickname, bro. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, fun fact, Andy Dalton is 5-2 and two with a 104.9 career passer rating, five, 15 touchdowns, and five interceptions against the Packers, Vikings, and Lions. So, dot, dot, dot. And he beat Green Bay in 2013, went on one of the most potent offenses. I mean, like, yeah, all that stuff is good. I mean, I just wanted to see him do it. Like, if Andy Dalton comes out here and just starts slinging, giving me three or four touchdowns per game, cool. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, what I'll, damn it. See, oh, I'll say this, right? The Bears are actually going to be hosting the Bengals at home in 2021. Oh, yeah. 
So Andy Dalton revenge game coming up too. So keep an eye out for that. But anyways, I am really sorry if I didn't bring if we didn't if I specifically did not bring the Big Daddy energy this weekend. I've had a 21 hour day, guys. I mean, I had three interviews on Monday. And I've been up since pretty much four in the morning because you know I gotta be up with the folks on the East Coast covering free agency and stuff. But obviously AJ knows I don't sleep. I want to go have dinner. I have no idea what I'm gonna have, but we hope to have Sam back next week. We got a great guest book for you guys next week all right but yo we're gonna get the hell out of here for the night so just be sure you're following us on facebook twitter and instagram at barely underscore pod all right thanks for tuning into the live stream we go tuesdays at 8 p.m central time if you don't catch us on the live stream that's totally okay we post on apple pod spotify google amazon music follow me on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok at usaid kosho follow aj on twitter instagram twitter instagram and facebook at AJ Desai 4 guys we're gonna get the hell out of here for the night we will catch you guys next week but tune in and hopefully the next time that we talk to you right the Bears have made some really interesting moves and some smart moves not just dumb ones but peace out have a great week ladies and gentlemen